to you by naturopathicearth.com. Here is certified health coach A. Gregory Luna with Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you're doing well today. Before we begin talking about would you rather be fat and rich your whole life or skinny and poor, go check out the website Naturopathic Earth. We have loads of recipes that would help you achieve weight loss and health optimization. Recently, I published a recipe on mango popsicles. Who needs all that food dye and high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup crap and preservatives? You can just throw in some mangoes, a banana, some coconut milk, pour them in molds, and boom. I also have paleo gummy bears that I did last week and other recipes, so go check them out. Of course, the flagship podcast is Holistic Health News. We cover a wide, wide, wide variety of topics. Recently, we did one on reasons you shouldn't be tattooing. Don't tattoo. We did one on how your kids are more likely to be molested because you have a boyfriend or stepdad in the house. Yes, that one's a little sensitive, sensitive topic. And we have one recently on food dyes. We have one on the microbiome. We have one on on the Weight Watchers and other weight loss quote-unquote companies who actually want you to regain your weight and they know you're going to regain it and that's why the business model is set up for you to fail so go check out those episodes we also have katie's essential oil apothecary there hasn't been an episode there in a few months but she covers peppermint frankincense lavender and mint and we also have some episodes about aromatherapy in general like for example should you diffuse for how long should you diffuse should you ingest oils and so forth go go check those out as always, we have a Patreon account. Please fund us. You can donate anywhere from a dollar to five dollars to ten dollars, one time or monthly. Follow the links on the episode notes to donate. We would appreciate that. Also, go to our recipes. Click on the Amazon picture. That'll take you to Amazon, of course. Anything you buy within twenty-four hours through that link, we get a small two percent commission at no cost to you as being an Amazon affiliate. So use those links. Help us out. It's at no expense or cost to you. And lastly, I have a book. Confessions of an Obese Child, and you can find that on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook for only $2.99, and I talk about some of the funny and not-so-funny yet horrifically traumatic episodes that occurred to me as a child, and some other stories that happened to me in the form of vignettes. At the very end, I tell you how I lost my weight, and I'm coming up to my 28th anniversary in May. Yeah, So go buy that. All right. Okay, so recently I posed a question to my students. What I have is what we, what I call a quick write. So when the kids walk in, I have a question on the board and they have to write a whopping four sentences on it every day. And at the end of the week, they turn in the sheet. And if they've written four sentences, they get 100. And most of the questions I have have to do with health, have to do with nutrition, because I teach the medical classes, of course. But I had this question up a couple weeks ago, and these were the choices. The choices were, would you rather make $250,000 a year but be 300 pounds and ugly? 
and never have the opportunity to lose that weight due to plastic surgery, bariatric surgery, exercise. You couldn't you couldn't lose that weight. You would always be 300 pounds from the age of 22 years old to whenever you die. But you'd be rich, $250,000 a year. Or would you rather be beautiful, handsome, and have a nice figure the rest of your life? You know, and as you age, it'd be age appropriate. So when you're 45, you look good for a 45 year old. 50, you look good for a 50 year old. And uh, you'd only make forty thousand dollars a year, but you couldn't marry into money, nor could you inherit any money. So there's no way for you to augment that money. You would always be making forty thousand dollars a year, starting at the age of 22. And there was no way to increase that. So when you were 65, you'd still be making forty thousand dollars a year. I did tell them that if they chose that one, they would have no school debt because the average American has something like $30,000 of school debt, nor would they have credit card debt, which is laughingly unrealistic for about 90% of these students to never have credit card debt. But okay, all right, you know, you got to make these scenarios somewhat realistic. So I told them those were the choices, write them. And then after after I do attendance, we we talk about it, I call on some people and we, you know, we talk about it. So this is similar to that episode that I did on how a third of Americans rather lose their arm, become an alcoholic, be depressed, get divorced, than be fat. That episode was maybe three, four back on confession. So go check that out. One of these moral dilemma questions. And perhaps startingly, but not really too startingly, the large majority of people in this scenario chose to make $40,000 a year. Now, the, the clever, crafty kids were like, well, you know, can I, can I, you know, win the lottery or can I just stumble upon a bag of money if I choose the skinny one or, you know, can I, you know, all these like, like loopholes. I said, no, there are absolutely no loopholes. So the large majority of them chose the skinnier route, which of course is not surprising, but I wanted to ask them. So I asked some of them why. And of course, the women were pretty honest. They're like, I don't want to be overweight and I don't want to be ugly. I want to be pretty. And I said, yeah, but you know, you could have a sports car. You could have a second house. You can have, you know, yearly trips to Italy. Uh, Because if you're making 250 at 22 and you're making that every year, that's going to, you know, you're going to compound. I think it comes comes out maybe to $25 million. So you can live a nice lifestyle. I did tell them that they could marry somebody else and make more money if they chose that. So I didn't have a prohibition on the 250,000 obese selection to marry because that's at the point. The point is that, yeah, you can be as rich as you want, but you're going to be fat and ugly your whole life. So I was like, yeah, you can marry. The other group, the 40,000, couldn't marry. So most of the answers I got were the girls were pretty honest. They're like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be 300 pounds because I told them you know, you'd be 300 pounds. And they're like, I don't want to be 300 pounds. I don't want to be invisible to to men, which makes sense. If you go to that episode we did on dating, you know, a lot of the self-esteem of a woman is based on getting male attention, even if it's not uh, a man that they find attractive, right? But, but women kind of thrive on the attention of men. And in, when women, especially formerly beautiful women, become older or unattractive, um, it's a big sting on their self-esteem when women, when men used to cat call or check them out, and then they just become invisible. And when you're fat, you largely become invisible uh, to the opposite sex. They just don't look at you that way. Now, I did 
get some funny answers from the boys. So the boys as a whole, maybe 60% said they would choose the 40,000. But I did have a larger selection of boys who were like, yeah, I'll choose the fat one. And I go, why? And he goes, because I'll be rich. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care if, if, if girls aren't looking at me. I don't want to get married. I don't care. I can get a bunch of sports cars because, you know, boys are into cars. I can get a bunch of sports cars. I can, I can travel. I can, you know, get a lake house. And, yeah, I'll be fat. I don't care. And then some of the, some of the, the girls, you know, brought up this. And, they, and they're like, well, you know, Mr. Luna, aren't you going to die younger if you're morbidly overweight? And I said, yeah, statistically, you'll probably die 10 years younger. So I told him, I go, well, if you pick the rich route, uh, you'll probably die 69 and if you choose the other one life expectancies around 79 so you'll let's say you die at 79 and so i think some of them rationalize that because some of the girls don't want to come out as being so shallow where they're like i'm picking the forty thousand beautiful one because i want to be beautiful and fit and i want to always be attractive you know but but you know women are wired at a very young age to pick that right there's such an inordinate amount of pressure for women to be beautiful and they have maybe 20 years of that beauty and youth before they quote hit the wall around age 40 and then soon after they hit menopause and then they essentially you know turn into a man and so there is a lot of pressure for women to maintain that beauty and youth that's why you see a lot of women get plastic surgery in their late 30s or 40s you know when they're when they're losing when they're hitting the wall when they when they're losing that last gasp of beauty and youth so a lot of women, though, would rationalize and said, oh, it's because I want to live longer, you know, I'll stay fit. But the, most of the girls were honest. Now, I did have a few girls who, maybe three out of a hundred, literally, I think I have a hundred female students, three that, that chose the overweight one. And so I asked them, really, okay, why would you choose that? And they're like, well, because I'll be rich. You know, I don't care if I die 10 years younger, I'll be able to travel and I'll be able to, you know get cars and so forth and then someone said yeah it's gonna be hard for you to travel what kind of car are you gonna fit into when you're 300 pounds or what kind of airplane seat and I and I told him I qualified it. it's like look at 300 pounds you're not gonna to have to get one of those custom car seats like uh, you see some of the very big and tall NBA players where they have to rip out the front seat and they're essentially sitting in a modified back seat but they can reach the pedals but you can you know sit in a regular car at 300 pounds uh, the airplanes seat, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've we've had that that struggle, right? When you sit next to a morbidly overweight person on an airplane and they're overflowing into your seat and how that's somewhat um, inconsiderate. And so maybe at 300 pounds, you would have to buy two seats. But hey, if you're making 250k a year starting at age 22, you can't afford it. So I did have some women who chose that route. But the large majority of women, I'd say about 95%, chose the skinny route. And I'd say about 60% of the guys chose the skinny route as well. Right, let's finish up. Okay, so why did I posit this question to the students and why am I even bringing this up now? 
One, honestly, it's because I haven't had a confessions episode in a month, and I want to do one because I like talking about confessions. You know, it's more of a confession. Uh, but second, I think it illustrates and punctuates the point that we are weight obsessed and we are health beauty obsessed or handsome obsessed. I don't, I don't think this is shocking to any of you who are listening right now. But I like these kind of scenarios, and I find these scenarios on the internet, actual studies like the one I did about uh, people rather lose their arm or have an autistic kid than be fat. Um, I like these studies because they kind of punctuate the point. Nobody wants to be fat. And I think this undermines the the fat glorification, the body positive movement. When you see studies like this or you bring up scenarios in a way too informal anecdotal study that I did in my classroom, that people, women who are overweight, morbidly overweight, don't want to be morbidly overweight. And so, yes, you can find the um, fat and I'm proud, uncomfortable with who I am people. But deep down, not even too deep, they'd rather be regular weighted. They'd rather rather be regular weight. Of course they would. Not not because at this age they really care about, oh, I'm going to die younger or you know, even in your 20s or even in your 30s. It's because nobody wants to be overweight. Nobody wants to be overweight. And certainly nobody wants to be unattractive because I coupled the two together. You, you're going to be 300 pounds and ugly. So no one wants that. Of course no one wants that. And so I think this illustrates that point. Now, if I would have raised the money to 500000 or a million a year, would it have made a difference? No, I think most of the women would have picked that. Now, maybe an interesting one was if I would have lowered the money, uh, maybe we would have got a, a different result. But I think it's not too surprising. I did have a guy who said, yeah, I'll choose the 250 and be 300 pounds because I know I'm going to make a lot of money. He said Elon Musk is his role model and he's going to be an entrepreneur. And he's like, I'm going to make a lot of money and women are going to come to me either way, even if I'm fat, because women are attracted to um, money. And I just told him, it's like, wow, you were wise behind your years. Yes, that is true. So so the men kind of know that. So like, yeah, of course I'm going to be the millionaire. I'll still get the women. I don't care. You know, so... You know, that, that's, that's showing some wisdom on that part. But with the women, uh, it's tougher, right? Because women are largely defined by their beauty and their youth. Now, the feminists, of course, would, would be angry with that assessment, but it's unfortunately largely true. Men really don't care about the amount of money that a woman makes. Men, unfortunately, define women by their beauty and their youth and their virtue to a certain extent and their personality. So, of course, the women are wired to know this. This is why women spend so much money on cosmetics and makeups and clothes and all these things like that. It's because they're chasing this, 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 I don't know, this, this rabbit down the rabbit hole uh, of this, this, this view of ideal youth and beauty. And they're chasing this. They're, they're most of their uh, adult life until at least their fifties. But even, you know, even my mother, who's almost 80, she lives at an independent retirement community where they go down for dinner and she won't go downstairs unless she's had her hair done and she puts on her makeup. And there's no men there. All the men are dead, right? Because there's a couple of like demented men, but all the men are dead. So I tell her, I go, Mom, why do you need to dress up and work, put on makeup and have your hair done? She only does her hair once a week. And she's like, because the women, the women will judge me. So even at 80, she knows this. Even at 80. So yeah, it's tough to be a woman, especially if you're unattractive. If you're an unattractive woman, it's tough. You have this inordinate amount of pressure to maintain your beauty and your your figure. And men don't have that as much. Now, men do have that, but they just don't have it as much. 
And so, yes, the body positive movement, while earnest, even though I think it's largely funneled by feminists who have hit the wall and they're angry and they look and they look down and they're jealous of beautiful women. Um, there's certainly an earnest quality to it, where you, you know they want you to be accepting of who you are because um, there's no point in self-shaming and self-loathing. But as I mentioned in that that body positive episode, the one that we did previous to this one, um, it's best to be healthy weighted. And if you see any of these plus size models, I always bring up Kelly Clarkson because she gained a lot of weight and then lost it. But if you look at Christy Allen, all these people who lost a lot of weight, Adele. They always come out after they lost their way, and they're like happy. They're like, oh, I'm so so much in a better place. I'm so happy. I was dealing with a lot of stuff, blah, 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 blah. And they go on People Magazine, and they do their, their cover picture, you know. See how great Kelly Clarkson is. She's lost 80 pounds, da, 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 da. So all the people who, who hide behind the body positive movement, the fat, the fat glorification movement, it's all a sham. They're only saying that because they are fat. If they could lose the weight, then they, they lose the weight and they come back on People Magazine and they're all proud and happy and so forth. So we know we want to maintain an ideal weight because we'll live longer. We'll likely find a better mate. And going back to the last episode, you know, we all of us, even when we were fat, myself included, we always had crushes on regular weighted people. Nobody has crushes on overweight people. So yes, we want to be regular weight. And this little anecdotal study I did in class demonstrates that, that I offer these kids to be millionaires, $25 million, 250000 over, you know, until you're 65 or so. And they could be millionaires. And almost all of them chose to be relatively, quote unquote, poor, but maintain their youth and their beauty and their figure. All right, guys, as always, post a review for Confessions of an Obese Child, Holistic Health News, and Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary, and hit the subscribe button. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Make sure to visit us at www.naturopathicearth.com for additional confessions, wellness articles, recipes, and a whole lot more. Leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Naturopath Earth. See you next time.